This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast. After the Jets uh, were just blitzed, banged, beat up, pounded, any word you want to use today, uh, 32-6 to by the Buffalo Bills, who put themselves back into the race while they knocked the Jets off the road and even forced Salah to make a quarterback change, something he has been just not only reluctant to do, but just showed that he just doesn't have a clue of what he's doing with the offense. And it shows every time. I'll get to that in a minute. This week started with, oh, we're going to wait, the players only meeting, which are utter nonsense. I told you, good coaches don't have players only meetings because they don't need players only meetings. So the players only meeting, which these guys said, oh, very productive. What comes out of a players only meeting? It's a player goes up and gripes about one thing or another. Get me the ball or we got to do this better. If everything's going well, nobody has a players only meeting. So there's no reason for them. Okay. They're not productive in any way. It's nonsense. If you're not playing hard enough, look in the mirror. The coaches have to coach. The players have to play. That's the way this works. It's the way it's always worked. The ideas of coaches only meetings and then, oh, we're going to move Hackett up into the booth. Oh, that worked great. How about moving him outside the stadium or move him where he should be as far away from the game as you can? But they can't because he is Raj's guy. He's here because he's Roger's guy. He's not equipped to do the job that he does. He's terrible at it. He is not a good coach, but he's here because he is the hand-picked guy of a legendary quarterback who isn't here. And now I don't want to hear any more about Aaron Rodgers' you know, uh, race to come back on you know, Christmas. The bottom line is he, what is he coming back to? Why would you race or tell Aaron Rodgers to hurry to come back to what? Come back into a game where they're already out of the playoffs? Jets aren't going to the playoffs. They are four and six and heading south as quickly as humanly possible because what you saw today you will see more of, and that is the defense breaking down. And after the game, Salah had to make sure to tell you, it was only two plays. It was only two plays. Hey, it wasn't like our defense got beat. All he cared about was the defense. When he was asked about the offense, he said, well, wait until I look at the, uh, wait until I look at the game tape. Wait a second. Weren't you there? Didn't you see what your offense did today? You knew exactly you want to talk chapter and verse about the defense, about, oh, the penalty here killed us, or, oh, Sauce made the wrong read, or... Uh, just to make an alibi because his beloved defense gave up some yardage and some points today, so he can't be on the defense. Instead, he tells you nothing about the offense because he doesn't have anything to say about the offense. He doesn't know what he's looking at. And today, well, I'll tell you about the quarterback. They have a short work week this week, which means if you're going to change quarterbacks, which he might do, and again, 
I have been very hard on Zach. I just watch Zach talk. I feel bad for him. He said the right things. Hey, whether I'm in or out, I'll work as hard as I can. I'll be supportive. All right. He knows he played badly. He said today, you know what? Nothing worked. And Salah got up and said, none of us did our job today. Why not? Why as coaches are you in, in as big a game as you had on the schedule this year? Why aren't you doing your job? Why aren't you being innovative on offense? Why aren't you trying things? Yes, you have bad personnel on the offensive line. That is as much on the front office as anything else. A lot of this falls on the front office. Let's be honest. They have good defensive players. They have a punter who has been their MVP. Okay, and he made the best offensive play today, too. Well, why not? He's their best player. The bottom line, though, is they have no clue as a team. The head coach, and I don't know what Romo's talking about. I mean, maybe his idea is just to say nice things about everybody. He's telling you the Jet offense show progress. When? What offense are you watching that is showing progress? Number two, Salah's a great coach. How is Salah a great coach? He's 15 and 29. He's never even had anything close to a winning season. He's lucky if he gets a fourth shot at this. And you're telling me he's a great coach? In what? Where? How? What are we talking about? Hackett can't do his job. The quarterback can't do his job. The head coach, when it comes to running the team, can't do his job. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about a 4-6 and six team that has a very good punter and a really solid defense, which can only stand up for so long. Hey, they got torched a little bit today. They gave up some plays today. They gave up some completions today. They gave up some, they made some mistakes on when penalties, which they always do, but they gave up some big plays today. But you know what? Sooner or later, their defense has to break. It can only do so much. And I don't know if any of the other quarterbacks on this roster who can step in this week for Zach. And I would think I would think they'll make a change. It doesn't matter if it's Zach this week or not. I don't expect any big change if it's somebody else. They will probably do a more professional job because while Zach has made some decent throws at times and done a couple of decent things at times, for the most part, he does not understand how to keep an offense running. He does not understand what it takes to have a touch in the pocket. He does not understand how to utilize the entire field. He does not understand what to do with his other receivers other than Wilson. He doesn't have a clue on so many things. He holds the ball way too long. On a play today where he threw the ball into the ground and you saw Hall shake his head because Hall basically was saying, hey, the play there is let the rush come to you and flip it over their head, not throw it into the ground. That's how you make that play. The bottom line is he just, you know what, he's not ready at the position, and that might be his last chance ever because I, I can't see him being on the team next year. They got to bring a real backup in for Rodgers because let's be honest, they're going to sell Rodgers for next year. We know that. Rodgers is going to sell Rodgers for next year, which means Salah will be back and Hackett will be back and they'll erase this whole year 
and it will be okay. Another off season where Rogers will have everybody thinking great things. Now, if they don't spend every resource they have, both in terms of making cap money available and using all their draft picks to build him an offensive line. Yes, he could use another receiver, but you can get a million guys to play that secondary role. I could give you 30 guys who could play opposite Wilson and do a good job. The bottom line is every waking moment, every possible resource with Rodgers next year has to go into that offensive line. And Douglas's job is on the line, and everybody who has anything to say about personnel in that building, his job should be on the line next year if they cannot put an offensive line in front of Rodgers. And they have to bring in a backup quarterback who can play. If one thing you've seen this year as you have rookie quarterbacks playing all over the league and you have starters out for the season. This just this last week, you see Watson out for the season. You see Burrow out for the season. More quarterbacks hurt today. The bottom line is you have 10 rookies playing in this league right now. The Giants are on a third-string quarterback. You can have got to put a premium, especially with a quarterback with his age, You have got to put a premium on. And with that defense, their window is closing on that team because some of those guys are going to want to get paid. Some of those guys are going to be on other contracts and they're going to be going elsewhere. You, if you want to try and take a run with this defense and Rodgers, you have got to put everything you can into the offensive line and you have to have a backup quarterback who can get the job done if he's got to hold the fort for two or three weeks. Hey, if he's got to do it for the season, odds are he won't take you to the promised land. That's all there is to it because he's going to run into a good team in the playoffs with a great quarterback. And those are the teams that go to the Super Bowl. But you have to have a guy who can hold the fort for two or three, maybe even four weeks, and get you two and two. And they don't have a guy right now, and I haven't seen enough of Boyle to make any decisions about him at all. But we, and I didn't take what we saw tonight as fair. He sat on the bench cold into the fourth quarter. He came into a game that was 29-6. Everyone around him is already just wanting to, is looking at the clock and want to go home. Uh, he gets sucking into an interception uh, on a fourth down play. Uh, I, I don't want to make a big deal about that. I want to. If, I'd like to see him play a game or two, and then I could get a, a better feel. I don't know if he starts this week or not. I got a feeling Zach doesn't start now that he's been pulled. I, I had a feeling that they'll start somebody else against uh, Fish. But let's be honest. There's not a lot left to this season. They don't have the offensive line or the quarterback play to win enough games. And in the, in the AFC, the way it's shaken out now, you are going to have to be a couple of games over 500 and have some tiebreakers to get to the postseason. There's going to be a logjam there. That's all there is to it. I mean, just look at the numbers. Just look at what's there. And right now, that's not the case. They're, you know, the Jets right now are behind two teams in their own division. 
and behind them significantly. So this is not an I mean, forget right now about the postseason and keeping, you know, things warm for Aaron Rodgers this year. That's a pipe dream. And maybe it ends for good next Friday against the uh, Fish in the Black Friday game, or maybe it doesn't. We'll see. We'll talk about that when it happens. And right now, just looking at Salah's body language, if nothing else, just a gut feeling, I think he will make a coaching, uh, a quarterback change. And I don't think it will be a big issue one way or the other. But I, I do think that he will just make one. Because I think now to go back to him after you pull them is just going to be tricky for the team, not so much for him. I don't think it would affect him a lot. I don't think it affects Zach a lot. I think the team, especially the defense, but it's, I think the team wants to see a change just to see if there's something out there that will work. But let's be honest. It's the same old story, game after game after game. The only thing that happened today was the other team made some big plays in the second half. They made a 28-yard touchdown on fourth down. They hit a, you know, a 80-yard touchdown. So they made a couple of big plays on defense, I mean on offense, against a defense that doesn't give up a whole lot of touchdowns. It happens. All right, was that, it was uh, was was Allen a little different today? Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. They made the change at uh, offensive coordinator, and Dorsey. It wasn't his fault that he got fired, and even give Allen credit for for even stating that. You know, he did he did state that it was his fault and he had turned the ball over. But today, they clearly, with Brady now the offensive coordinator. They clearly said to Zach, Zach, listen, two things. One, you don't have to play superhero quarterback and try to make every single play and squeeze every ounce out of every play. If, if a play is covered, give up on it. Don't throw the pick. Get to the next down. An incompletion works for us. Okay, don't throw the ball into harm's way just because you want to try and make the play and extend the play. He didn't play Allen as all everything today as much as he does. And also, they clearly look to get the ball to other people and away from Diggs and trying to force feed Diggs as Allen has done so much in the past. And I don't think that's going to sit with Diggs real well, but... Kincaid, you know, he's going to get his six, seven catches every week because he loves to throw the ball to the tight end now. And Kincaid's going to be that type of tight end. He's going to catch a lot of balls. And obviously, Shakur made three for 115, and Johnson had a couple of big plays, including the touchdown. So other guys made some plays today. You know, they got 70 yards rushing out of Cook. So they, they had some other people making plays. And I think that's how they want to utilize their offense. But this isn't about Buffalo. That's just what the Jets face today. But the Jet offense was as anemic and as bad and as just, you know, non-competitive as it always is. 
the same way it always is. And the only time it gets a score is off a fake punt and a couple of big penalties, including a real a legitimate rough in the passer. There was, that was a legitimate call. But that's the way they get a touchdown. And they have to be far more creative and far more imaginative. And maybe with a different quarterback, they can give him more on his plate that he can handle and he can keep them on schedule. Let's see if that happens. That's why I think they will make a change. But let's be honest. This is on the head coach. This is on the offensive coordinator. And, you know, it's on fate because – they were not prepared for the inevitable, which was Rogers going down. I mean, they put all their eggs in one basket and they didn't prepare. The thing they didn't do, and none of us expected him to get hurt that early. None of us. But here's the thing. I told you two things scared me about the Jets in this wonderful season that we were all so excited about. The first was I said I don't believe that their coaching staff's any good. And the second was that the offensive line scared the heck out of me. And I think they both have shown up to be the problems that I thought they were. Sal's got a long way to go to prove to me or anybody else that, he could, that he's a legitimate head coach. He's a defensive coordinator. There's no question about that. He'll get a job doing that tomorrow. But you know what? That doesn't make him a head coach. And when it comes to running this offense and running this team, he sure doesn't act like one. You know my thoughts about Hackett, they go way back. But remember, he's here for one reason, and that reason is your hope for next year. And that's what you're going to start to turn your eyes to. But don't turn your eyes now to this idea of December and Aaron Rodgers. Turn your eyes to next September and a healthy Aaron Rodgers behind a very different, rebuilt, and fortified offensive line. Because if that offensive line, when they hit training camp, isn't fortified by five or six new faces, you got big problems. Because these guys are awful. And that can't stand. Not with the quarterback whose mobility is of enormous question and his... You know, ability to take a hit now comes under a lot of scrutiny considering his age. His talent, his ability to move the offense, throw the ball, unquestioned. He's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. He's an all-time great, but he's old and he's brittle. And he should be thinking now about getting ready for next year. Let these guys handle this year. This year, that's unfortunately not going anywhere. They came off the giant game with a gift. And you know what? They did nothing with it. They lost to the Chargers, who today lost to the Packers. They lost to the Raiders, who today lost to the Dolphins. And then they lost to the Bills. And now they have the Dolphins in front of them in a game that they will be the underdog, and rightly so. But let's be honest. I feel bad for Zach Wilson. I thought he was stand-up in his after-the-game talk. I think he said the right things. 
I think right now his future is not very bright here because it doesn't make a lot of sense why he would be back. They need better than him as a backup next year, Aaron Rodgers. And it, it really, I don't think it's any of the guys who are here because none of them have shown us anything. And I, don't, I just don't think it's accurate. I don't think anybody would be comfortable with that. And this was a, ta- a hard run for him. And, you know, a lot of people started jumping on Zach's bandwagon, which I thought was a little puzzling. But, hey, they're hoping with their heart. I understand that. And I can understand that he's a, he seems like a decent kid to root for. But he's got a long, 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 long way to go as a quarterback. And with this coaching staff and that offensive line, he's never going to learn. Absolutely never. The podcast, of course, brought to you by the good folks at Bet Rivers. Remember, download the Bet Rivers app for all of your wagering needs and to have some fun with their stuff like the uh, extra value they give you with the Bet Rivers squares. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Just bet $10 on a same game parlay in any of the games where the square is featured. The icon will be right in the corner. It's there for all the NFL games, it's there for some college games. So check it out. Go to betrivers.com, go to the Bet Rivers app, download it, and away. You go. We got a very busy week coming up. We will do our Football Friday podcast on Wednesday. That'll get you ready for all the games. Uh, it's a first of all, you got a great game tomorrow night. Uh, I may do something after the game Monday night if it's that good. If it's as classic as we hope it'll be. If not, I can wait till Tuesday. I'll be having shows, uh, podcasts for you uh, probably every day leading up to through Wednesday uh, and the holiday. We will do the Football Friday podcast on Wednesday. Remember, you got three big games coming up on Wednesday, uh, and they're interesting from this standpoint. The Lions winning today, that was an enormous win. Coming back and winning that game was an enormous win for them because if they can get this one against the Packers, and the Packers, you know, they're up and down, but they're dangerous. If they can uh, win that game, though, on Thanksgiving, and that's the first game. And think about the scene. Think about how many times you have tried to get yourself interested in a Lion Thanksgiving Day game at 1230, where they're playing the, you know, Peyton Manning Colts and they're, you know, 14-point underdogs. Or they're playing, you know, somebody good from the conference or from the division, and they're huge underdogs, and they never keep the game competitive. And you, you go into it saying, oh, rule number one, bet against the Lions on Thanksgiving, you know. Um, and once in a while, they jump up and bite somebody, but not really. This year, think of the scene there this Thursday when they will be 8-2 and two on Thanksgiving welcoming in the mighty Packers, you know, the Packers that they think of as mighty through the years, not this year, but through the years, and realize that this is the best record that the Lions have taken into a Thanksgiving Day game since 1962. And I don't want to, you know, go back into the old ancient days of the NFL, but in the 50s, the Lions were good. It's a long time ago, though. It's been a long time since they've been good. And now you can see what a raucous atmosphere that will be in a sold-out building on Thanksgiving against a Packer team that won today. 
came from behind, beat the Chargers, held them off. Uh, you know, their young quarterbacks show some promise. I think it's got some ability. But the Lions, if they get to 9-2, and two, they have the easiest schedule of all the big teams in the NFC. They have the Cowboys, but the rest of it, they got a couple with the Vikings. So we'll see how the Vikings do tonight. But uh, the Lions are headed for what they hope is a magical season. And to have them, you know, greet the world and have Detroit greet the world as a powerhouse on Thanksgiving is so different for them. It's got to be very, very special. And then Washington, which was brutal today and is terrible in the secondary, is beat up on defense, cannot protect their quarterback. And I understand that matchup with Dallas doesn't look pretty, and it probably won't be, and that line will probably soar each day towards Thanksgiving. But, hey, it's the Cowboys. It's tradition, and many of us have eaten many a Thanksgiving meal with the Cowboys on. And then Niners and Seahawks, and the Seahawks lost a tough one. Give Geno Smith credit. He left the game with an elbow injury after they had already lost two or three key guys, including their best running back. And he came back and he drove them to where they could try a 55-yarder after the Rams had taken the lead and they missed it. So they fell to 6-4. and four. The Niners bombed the Bucks today. They're 7-3. and three. But that game's an interesting game in the third game. And then for the first time ever, a Black Friday game, as the NFL, as I've told you, has decided to grab every inch of every bit of the landscape of the NFL as far as television goes um, and scheduling. They now play a game at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Dolphins, Jets, 3.30, uh, 3 o'clock on Black Friday in the afternoon, which will be a very a well-appointed game. There'll be a lot of people watching that game. And then you don't have great, you know, Sunday games, but you got one that's fun. 4.30, Bills and Eagles. Eagles coming off. They have five games in a row that are unbelievable. And Eagles coming off, obviously, the Monday night with the Chiefs tomorrow. And then the Bears and Vikings on Monday night. Ravens and Chargers on Sunday night. Uh, but the Bills and Eagles will be the highlight of Sunday. Um, but Thanksgiving, the games are going to be fun. And the Lions are going to be a very different thing than we've envisioned or seen in the past. With that, that place going nuts for that eight and two lion team, which came from way back today, you know, they hadn't struggled offensively a lot this year. They made a lot of mistakes. They threw a lot of picks today, which they hadn't done, but they came back and beat the bears. It weren't very good, but they beat the bears and went eight and two and they have a chance. I would say right now you can lock it up. They will not be worse than the two seed and they could be the one seed if the Eagles falter. They really could because they have a very good schedule. The rest of the way. For the Jets, the Friday game with the Dolphins before we speak about anything else. After that, you know what? It doesn't really matter until we see what happens there. If they win that game, we can talk about a couple of weeks where they will have winnable games against the Falcons, the Texans. I mean, Jets have to look up at the Texans right now who are 6-4 and four and thinking playoffs uh, with Stroud through some interceptions today but he hit Dell for enough yardage and got the job done and held off uh, Arizona today but you know those are games 
and then another game with the Dolphins. But before that, they got to be, they have to win this game first, see who the quarterback is going to be. I don't think it will be Zach. I wouldn't rule it out, but I'd say it's probably not going to be him uh, the way it sounded to me after the game. But a brutal loss for the Jets in every which way. Soup to nuts. Game that will propel the Bills and derail the Jets and, again, change the focus. It should change the focus on all this Aaron Rodgers talk. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. 